Why don't you have a look with me in, uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 12. just want to talk about attitude. Say that word, attitude. And turn to someone and look them in the eye say, attitude. Well, you've got to do it with a bit more attitude than that, huh? Come on, attitude. <laughs> See? Attitude. You know, I, I was, get this. I was talking to a guy recently, and his son, his son was just praying one day, and God dropped into his heart the idea to register the trade name Attitude. So he went down, paid whatever it was, and registered the trade name. That means because it's registered, no one else can use that trade name except him. Recently, he sold it for several million dollars because there was a firm wanted the name Attitude, and he owned the rights to the name. One idea from God, millions of dollars. <laughs> to think that way, don't we? Eh? Attitude. There's something about attitude, isn't there? Eh? I like that word, you know, where we're talking before about the blessings overtaking you. And I was just talking with uh, one member up here about what happens and how they feel when someone overtakes them. Something rises up in me. I want to race them. See, this sort of attitude inside there. So let me just talk a little bit about attitude. I want to pick it up from a verse here. And uh, this is about the kingdom. The kingdom of God is always, you, you can't get anywhere in the kingdom of God without some attitude. See, and we'll describe what attitude is. Then we'll talk to you a little bit about some attitudes to adopt that the Bible tells us we should adopt these kind of attitudes. We're going to win in life. God wants you to win in life, but you don't win by rolling over and letting everything walk over you. You've got to win in life by having some attitude, eh? having some attitude. Now, of course, some people got bad attitude. I remember watching a girl walk down the, down the beach one day, and uh, she had this T-shirt on and had, I've got an attitude. So usually we think of that sort of bad, but, you know, it could have been good. You know, it could have been a good one. I felt it was probably pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, here it is in verse 12. Now, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. That word violent means someone who's assertive, who applies force and is determined to get something. How about that? That's attitude. Someone who is assertive applies pressure against resistance with a determination to get an answer. How about that? And the Bible says that's how the kingdom of God operates. Not God's not willing, just there's another kingdom that's arrayed against us. So when we talk about attitude, one of the best ways to see attitude, uh, and we'll describe what it is in a moment, but uh, in the, in, if, you, if you've ever learned to fly a plane or been in a plane, they have a, a, a meter on it there, which is the attitude meter. And the attitude meter, uh, it's either level or it's up or it's down. And uh, if it's up, you've got a positive attitude. You've pulled back on the stick and you're climbing up. You know you're going to gain altitude. But if it's got a negative attitude, then it's dipped down. Now, you may be flying now, but you're not going to be flying forever. There's going to come a time if you've got a negative attitude when you're just going to plow into the ground and an accident is inevitable. A negative attitude means there's an accident in your horizon. About to happen. A positive attitude, there's some good things going to come. Some good things will happen. So our attitude is how you approach things. It's the way you see things. It's, it has to do with your perspective, how you see life. If you have a positive attitude, you see things positively. If you have a negative attitude, you see things negatively. 
For example, when the spies were sent into the land, there were 12 of them went in, two came back, and they had a positive attitude. The positive attitude was, yeah, we've seen the problems, we've seen the challenges, we've seen the giants, we've seen how big it is. Well, we can do it! They had an attitude. And I'll talk about what it was grounded in. And then the others came and they said, whoa, man, you'll see the grapes are big and man, there's great land there. And, but oh, the giants, whoo, they're so big. And the walls, they're so big. Everything's so big. We can't do it. We just can't get through. And they had a negative attitude. And when you follow their destiny, the one with the positive attitude actually walked a course that caused them to possess what he'd seen. The ones with a negative attitude displeased God and actually didn't see the day out. See, negative attitude actually doesn't take us forward in life. A negative attitude defiles everyone around us. The Bible tells us that because of their negative attitude, literally thousands upon thousands of people died because of negative attitudes. Think about that. But the men, I love the ones, Joshua and Caleb, we are well able. God says it's ours. It's as good as done. We're well able because God is with us. So in the secular world, uh, you have motivational programs, and they'll always talk about your attitude. And your attitude is crucial to success, how you approach something. If you approach people basically believing they're, gonna, they're crooks and they're going to rip you off, that's the kind of people you attract into your life, and that's generally the experiences you'll have. You approach people positively, but believing the best in them. Occasionally, you'll find it's not like that, but generally, you'll actually have very good experiences with people. It's almost like whatever vibes you send out, you attract in. And a positive attitude changes the atmosphere around us and affects our life, affects people around us. A negative attitude also changes the atmosphere around us and affects the people around us. So you are an atmosphere carrier. You are an attitude carrier. When you go to your school, into your workplace, you are carrying something that's causing people to come up or it's causing them to go down. You choose your attitude. You can look back and say, well, you don't know how hard it was. Or oh, you've got a bad attitude there right away. I can hear the attitude of self-pity spiraling you down. You're just going down and down and down. You see, so your atti- here's a couple of things about it. Your attitude is your choice. Attitude can be positive or negative. Your attitude is a choice. It's a decision you make. See, two of them decided to believe God. They chose to believe that no matter how hard it looked, they were able to actually accomplish what they were called to do. Two of them decided, the rest of them, 10 of them decided, we can't do it. They had a negative attitude. Now, your, your attitude is generally rooted in what you believe in your heart. So if we begin to start to let the Word of God come deeper into our heart, and through encountering God in relationship with Him, we begin to see His goodness, we will approach life with an attitude, God is good. God is for me. God has got great things for me. Well, bring on today. Now, see, it's a choice. Now, it's not just in the secular world. Uh, as I said, a positive attitude is always going to get you ahead, and a negative attitude is always going to take you down. And generally, you want to hang around with people with a positive attitude, you'll come up. Hang around people with a negative attitude, you'll go down. See? And so you get them with a, a crowd of people and they're negative and they're rebellious and they're sulky and they're dispirited. Generally, you'll just go down where they are. You get around with people who are motivated, energetic. They've got dreams. They've got goals. You start to climb up. You feel challenged in that environment with a positive attitude. So you've got to choose carefully the people you walk with. What kind of attitudes are they carrying? If they're carrying an attitude against parents, believe me, it won't be long. You'll be against your parents. 
And it won't be long before you'll be against all kinds of people and your life will spiral downwards. You get people who've got honor in their life and they know how to honor. Generally, you'll pick up that spirit of honor. You'll begin to start to relate right to people. But it's a choice, always a choice. Now, in the secular world, it's just based on having a positive uh, mental thought process or a positive attitude. But in, for us as, as believers, we base our attitude to life around something completely different. See? Our, our attitudes to life are shaped by believing certain things. We believe the things like this. We, we believe God is good. If God is good and God has good things for me, man, today's great. I'm connected to a good God who's got good things for me. See, but if, I, if I've got an attitude that God is mean and hard and, and boy, he's just, he really extracts everything out of you, man, he's watching every mistake you make, basically I won't walk with God. I'll walk in failure and negativity. I'll become very religious. But if God is good, and God walks with me, and God is for me, then I can look forward to today. And, and God's Word says very clearly, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. So I can have an attitude. Listen, no matter what happens to me, it's a growing step for me. Man, that problem, that's a step up for me. But this is an attitude to have. You choose your attitudes. You've come here today with an attitude of self-pity. See, a, a, a self-pity is a mentality. It's an attitude Poor me. <laughs> Please feel sorry for me. When you get in a, around a person who's got self-pity, you feel almost all the energy sucked out of the atmosphere. You feel like you've been with them a few minutes and you're feeling drained. The energy level's going out. The tank's running out. You think, I've got to do something. You do one of two things. Move away, get around some positive people, or confront it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You're dragging everyone down. See? But it's true. Just most people haven't got the oomph to say it. But you say it. He's feeling sorry for yourself. I was talking to, to a person. I was counseling a person who was facing tremendous grief. Their, old, their eldest daughter committed suicide. So this is a very major grief situation. And, of course, she left a note on the bed and then hugged everyone, walked out, and jumped off a building. So you understand this is, not, this is a very negative situation. And so you can't just give slick answers in a negative situation. You basically have to allow people to express their grief and their pain and their feelings and their confusion and their questions about God. There's a lot of things you've got to be open to allow to happen. And I, and I talked to them about that and allowed them to express these things. But I said there's a couple of things you actually can't do. And while I'm talking to you, while I'm with you, and then after I've gone, you're not to do these things. Now, the first one is self-pity. If you start feeling sorry for yourself, you'll get a demon on your back that'll ride you into the ground, and you'll get depressed like your daughter was. said, when self-pity starts to come around, you start to feel poor me, you have got to stand against it. Jesus did. When Peter said to him, after Jesus was talking about going to the cross and dying and, 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 and fulfilling his purpose, Peter calls him aside and says, pity yourself, feel sorry for yourself, look after yourself. And Jesus turned around, looked him straight in the eye and said, get behind me, you devil. You see, he saw that that self-pity attitude was a demonic origin behind that and it would take you right down into the pits and it would take you off course in your life. So he confronted it as strongly as that. And you've got to confront it too. 
You've got to confront self-pity. You cannot let a little bit of it in you or you get depressed, go down, and you'll get a negative attitude, you'll spiral down. Second thing I said you've got to really deal with is, is if when you feel the devil blaming you that somehow you're to blame. You're not to blame for this. This was someone else's decision. You've got to stand against that thing. So there's some things we've got to have an attitude towards and against. Something I've got an attitude towards, really positive towards. Other, I've got an attitude of confrontation and standing against it. And if you're going to be successful in your Christian life, you've got to get attitude. And our attitudes are based not on just being positive about life. They're based on what God says is true. See? So notice what it says about the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Now, let's just talk about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven... Is, where there is, is the realm where God's will is done. It's the realm of heaven that God desires that that kingdom of heaven come into the earth. See? So, so there's joy in heaven. God wants joy to come into your life. There's peace in heaven. God wants peace to come into your life. There's, healing, there's wholeness in heaven, so God wants wholeness to come into your life with the sickness. There's, there's no demons in heaven. There's, just, there's angels but no demons, so he wants wholeness to come in for you to be set free. See, they're, they're a break heaven. There's no limits. So he wants no limits to come into our life here. So think about that. Eh? God wants you to have attitude. See, so in, and the Bible's telling us in this verse, in order for these things to get working in your life, you have to have an attitude. You've got to decide, I will believe God. I will speak God's word. I'll think God's word. I'll act like God's word is true. And I will not tolerate negativity around my life. God just have an attitude. Just decide that. Now you say, oh, you don't understand. It's been so hard for me. Don't go there. Don't go down that spiral of self-pity. If you've had something be hard for you, well, grieve over it. Get the pain out. Face what's happened. Own your part. Put it right. Get up and get moving again. Your sorrows and your griefs don't need to hold you down. I want you to have a look with me. We're going to look down into 1 Peter chapter 5. See? <laughs> so there's no advancing of the kingdom of God, no movement of God's life through you without af- having attitude. See? Everyone's got to have a bit of attitude, attitude based on what God says. So I need to know what God's saying. I need to hear what God says. I need to agree with what God says and then be a bit assertive with what God says. See, so many people, they pr- see, religious praying, I'm praying, oh, please, God, please help. Now, that's okay to pray that once in a while, but God wants you to learn to pray the prayer. Father, your word says this. I'm standing on your word and believing your word will come true. You've got to learn to get some attitude in the praying, some attitude. God is with me. God is for me. When I pray, he hears me. Things will happen and change. See, it's the choice to have an attitude. Now, look at this, what it tells us here in 1 Peter chapter 5. And we'll pick it up from verse 5 through to verse 9. It tells us a few things about attitude. Attitude. Pushing against resistance. Now you notice here, let's read it through. Read the verses. Uh, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, everyone be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he, he may exalt you at the due time or the right time. So God wants to lift you up at the right time. So there it says, casting all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Therefore, resist him steadfast in faith, knowing unsaved people get the same issues and hassles. So let's have a look what he's saying here. He's saying, 
Essentially, God wants to lift you up and advance you in life. That's a major thing. If God wants to lift me up, that I don't have to be fighting for, striving in my own strength for something to happen. God wants to lift me up. God wants to advance me. He wants to advance you. But it tells us there, you have an adversary. Now, don't get dreamy about all of this. You have a personal adversary. He's not someone a long way off. He's someone very near. He's someone who will come and influence your thoughts and your emotions and how you feel, how you see life. He's, he comes against us to resist us, says your adversary, the one who stands against you. There's no one here does not have an adversary. Now, it's not personally the devil. He's just got familiar spirits and demons that work against you. And so they work like this. We see this man, this woman, has been brought into the world by God for a destiny. We've got to do two things. One, we've got to stop them connecting with God. And two, if they, don't connect, if they do connect with God, we've got to stop them getting anywhere. That's the thinking. That's a 24-7 thinking. The devil has definitely got an attitude, bring you down, bring you down, bring you down bit of trouble, send someone into your life, get you addicted to something, get you high on something, down on something. He would anything to get the hooks in. All he wants to do is resist you fulfilling your destiny. You have to decide if I am going to get somewhere in life that God has intended me, I need to value a connection with God and I need to have attitude to see I'm going where God wants me to go. You need some attitude. Tell someone next, you need more attitude. Need more attitude. Need more attitude. It's a good thing. Christianity is not for wussy people. You know, it requires you something to get up and walk with God. You know, it takes something out of you. So attitude means you've got to push something. You've got to push against the resistance in your own flesh. You see, when, when, when you try to get up to pray, well, of course, what will happen is your body tell you not to pray, tell you sleep in. So your spirit's leading a prayer meeting and your body's saying, no way. Your spirit will be rising up saying, pray, pray, yay God. And your body will be saying, oh, I can't do this, I can't do this, I don't want to do this. See, you've got to have some attitude from your spirit against your body. Say, body, you'll pray and you'll do the 15 minutes or it'll be 20. Your body listens to that kind of talk, I can tell you now. If it whines a bit more, listen, body. You get in my way. We're turning this into 25 minutes. Ah, okay. Okay. You've got to get dominion, you see? It takes attitude to get dominion over your body. See? You see, you get into fasting. Any of you tried fasting? Found out how far. Now, we all know the benefits of fasting, but boy, that first hour. And by the time morning tea comes around, yeah, yeah, body's starting to cry and whimper and feel sorry for itself. And it's sending another signal. We're dying down here. Whatever. Don't be so religious. Don't fast. Just have a little to eat. You know how you can quieten that one down? Buddy, you be quiet on this one-day fast or become a two-day fast. Oh, okay, give up. You've got to have some attitudes there. Be assertive. That's what that word is. It means to be assertive with the truth. Not assertive and pushy with people. That's, it turns people off. But assertive with the devil, assertive with your own flesh, and assertive with the word of God and prayer. That's what's required.
to actually have a great life, a good attitude, an assertive attitude. I like that kind of stuff. Notice, and let me give you a few things that tells you about people in assertive attitude. Let's pick it up here and then we'll finish up. Here it is. Number one, he says here, younger people. I like this. Oh, yes. I can see all the older people reading this right now. Younger people, submit yourself to your elders. See? But it, notice it's not talking to older people here. It's just talking to younger people. See? And then it says, everyone be submitted. So that's good. I like that one. That's it. That balances it up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, so, but that, what it's saying here is position yourself for God to work through you. Positioning is everything. Positioning is everything. The word submit, has the, 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 uh, it's, it's not a bad word. People make it a bad word. It feels like you're going to be badly treated. It's nothing like that. The word submit means just position yourself so you're in cooperation with people, significant people God's put in your life. So you can work as a team. It's actually a military term. It means God's arrayed people in your life to help you, to lead you. And it says just make sure you've got a good attitude and position yourself so you're working together. How about that? So he's saying, hey, you want, to get, you want to get victory over the devil? You want to really get to beat him down and start to make your life move? He said, first of all, get your attitude right to people who are over you. Start to cooperate and flow as a team. Position yourself so you can be talked into and you can flow as a team. That's an, see, that's attitude. It's an attitude of respect and value and recognition that God puts people over us to help us and grow in our character in the areas where we can our character. You see, you've just been going on through your life all like this, and you've had these bad attitudes, and you position yourself under a leader and say, oh, I, I want to position myself under you. This is all good. It's exciting. And they say, yeah, well, let me talk to you about something. You know, we notice that you come in every day, and you're negative. Who? How can you talk to me like that? See? They, get, they, they nut off. But listen, that's what positioning is about. It's so you can be lined up for success. It's not about control. It's about lining up for success. About being positioned, so you've got someone. Are you positioned? Let me ask you this. Are you positioned so anyone can talk into your life without you reacting? If you aren't, how can you win? You haven't got a right attitude. You've got to have a good attitude. This is called a submittive attitude. It's a humble attitude. So yeah, younger people, submit yourself to your elders. And this is everyone needs to have that same attitude, being clothed with humility. So this is not something just young people do to older people. This is something everyone does. So if you think you're high and mighty because you've got some title, role, or position, or whatever, listen, get that off you and start being more having a humble attitude so we can receive from others and we don't treat others like they're, we're better than them. See, because God can send anyone along into your life to talk to you and put you on the straight track. But sometimes the ones he sends don't look like ones that come from God. Isn't that true? Hey? So, and you just know in your heart this is really pain what they're saying to you. Just have an attitude of humility. Position yourself so you can receive direction and correction. Here's the second thing he tells you to do is to control yourself. See? Control yourself. Verse, uh, verse 8, it says be self-controlled. Be sober. Be sober. See? Be self-controlled. Or control yourself. means you need to get some discipline in your life. You've got to have an attitude. I can't just do my own thing all the time. Listen, if I did my own thing, I would just eat lots of chocolate and Coke and hokey pokey ice cream. I wouldn't have anything else. I would just eat it and eat it and eat it and eat it. I just love it. Then I'd down it all with ginger beer. I would just love it. See? I would just... But you know that's not healthy. It's definitely not healthy. 
See? So the Bible says, have some discipline in your life. Have some order and structure. So you need to have an, a life that's got an attitude. I need some discipline and structure and order in my life. Sometimes I need someone else to help us. But if you're going to be a kingdom person, going to advance the kingdom, you need a bit of order and discipline in your life. Man, have a look at your room. See if a bomb's gone off on there. Oh! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, look at it. He's set off. Man, whoa, it wrecked the room. You know, and then you have a look at the rest of your life, and it's like that too. Open your case. Boo! How long has that food been in there? It's got things growing on it. You know, you see, that's not good attitudes, is it? They want to get better attitudes than that. They want an attitude that we have some discipline and order in our life and pattern in our life, and uh, that helps us to go. Here's another thing. It says another area that God wants us to do. It tells here, be sober, be vigilant, eh? or establish yourself in a prayer life. See, so position yourself, discipline yourself. And then establish. You need to be established in a prayer life. See, to be vigilant means you're on the alert or you're sharp spiritually. And to be sharp spiritually means we've got a good prayer life going and it means we understand and have an attitude. Prayer is essential for me to make headway in in life. Uh, It it means we fast because fasting makes you really sharp. When When you're sharp, you notice stuff. I found if I eat too much, I don't notice things. Except how much weight I'm putting on. <laughs> you lying scales! Twiddle the setting on it to try and get it right. No matter what you do, it tells you the truth. You're overweight, becoming fat. So I have to do something about it. See? So you notice in here, we need to establish in our life a strong prayer life. I need to become assertive. I need to be a man, woman of prayer. I need to actually be open to the Holy Ghost so I'm alert to what's happening in my life. And maybe you find a relationship's taking you outside of God. Maybe something else is taking you off course. You get sharp and you're listening to God. This is how you, you have an attitude. Spiritual life is important to me. I want to end powerfully. I don't want to end up another one who ran and fell over on the way. Imagine seeing a, a marathon racetrack and then someone right there, they're doing so well when they started, got these lovely new, new outfit, you know, get on the thing, start going down the road. Then they get up, by down, they lie down on the road. I've seen a lot of Christians do that. You can't do that. You've got to get up and keep praying, keep praying, get back up again and go. Here's the last one there. You need to assert yourself. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. We actually have to make a stand and resist or be assertive. We have to be quite assertive. Now, where is the devil? Where will I find him? over there and that person now listen <laughs> to resist the devil it's very simple to resist the devil you've got to get some attitudes here's, here's some certain things you can do that will resist the devil one you begin to start to be grateful for what you have every day you begin to thank god for what you have you know the devil hates you doing that but with thanksgiving we magnify the lord you begin to start to praise god get up out of bed yay yay god thank you lord for today and you begin to praise what you're doing is you're resisting the devil because if you don't do that and open your life to God, he'll be pretty soon coming and saying, oh, today's a bad day, bad, 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 bad. And you start to agree with him, yeah, yeah, bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, mum's going to come in and make me get up. Yeah, yeah, bad, oh, bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to let her talk to me like that. No, no, I won't let her talk to me like that. Then before you know, I've got a row going. See, devil's already on your case. See, before you've got the day going. So you've got to get an attitude. Get up and start life today, God great day for me it's all an attitude so you, you know you resist the devil by praising the lord you resist the level the devil by getting your mind into the word of god you resist the devil by doing the right things you resist the devil when you speak against things coming against you and you command them to diminish and to go 
If you've got things come around your thought life, command them to go. Stand up on the inside in your spirit, man. I declare my mind is alive with the thoughts of God. I refuse that stuff. It's an attitude. And I'm, there's nothing advances in the kingdom of God with that attitude. Nothing. So see, it's an attitude. Go on, tell someone else you need more attitude. Need more attitude. Perhaps tonight, you know, some of you here, you've been overcome. I know what happens. There, there are sometimes we have things happen to us and we get down. But what you need to do is get over the discouragement, get back up again. We need to get back up again. We need to get back up again. There may be some here tonight and you're down. You're down because you failed. Get back up again. God's not hassled about your failures. He knew all about them. He's got a provision made. Just get up. Get some attitude. Eh? Maybe you're discouraged. Whoa, get up and get going again. Tell God what you're discouraged about. Ask him what he wants you to do. Move forward. Perhaps you're disappointed. Whoa, whoa, don't lie down there rolling around in your self-pity. Enjoy it all on your own. You know, no, don't do that. Get up again. Get up again. Tell God about your disappointments. Weep over them and then get moving again. And maybe there's an issue that's come around your life, a compromise and failure. Don't stay there. Just get up again and say, God, nothing stops me because you are with me. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Though we fall, though we fall, you'll not stay down because the Lord lifts him up today. You're lifting me up, getting me back on the right track, a positive attitude, I can make a difference. Difference in my school, difference in my family, difference in the people around me. I can do it because God says I can do it. Listen, you can do it. In the end of, in Joshua chapter 14, Caleb at 85 says, listen to me. Now he didn't say something like this. It wasn't like that, you know, at 85, he wasn't that way. Some people are like that at 85. Some are like that at about 50. You wasn't like that. He said, give me this mountain. I got a word burning in my heart from God. And I've had it for 45 years. And today's my day. Give me the giants. The biggest ones. How did he get an earth like that? How did he get like that? He had an attitude based on holding what God said. A personal revelation from God in his heart. So you need personal revelation. You need the word of God in your heart. We need to hear God. We need to know what God says. We need to know what his word says and meditate in it till it gets into our heart and becomes the foundation for an attitude. And your attitudes as a believer are built on what God says. You got a sulky attitude? Well, soak off somewhere else. But don't hang around me draining the atmosphere of all the energy. Or better than that, why don't you get out of your sulky mood and stand up and start to praise God? It's going to be fine next week. And the week after is going to be better still. Man, you have a look at some of these Ugandans and the conditions they're in, you think, whoa, you know, we've got nothing to be sulky about. Nothing to be sulky about. Nothing, 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 nothing. I've seen stuff they fed me for food and I thought, my God, you know, thank you, Jesus, for food. Help me to put it all down and keep it down. You never complain about food again. After you fasted a while, you won't complain about food again either. You'll be glad to eat those beans. <laughs> ah, food. Ah, I'll have them, thanks. See? Attitudes, all attitudes. Attitudes change. We can change our attitudes. Tonight, I sense that some people, and you just need to really repent. Repent means have a change of mind about the attitude you've had. Your attitude to God. Say, God's a good God, wants the best for you. Perhaps it's an attitude to yourself. You're a good person that God believes in and God has a destiny for and God wants to do something through you.
Don't lie. Don't believe those lies of the devil. You're bad. You're ugly. There's something wrong with you. You get up and take what God says and hold on to that. Maybe you had a fall and a failure. Just get up again. Come on tonight. There's some people tonight need to respond. Say, God, I need you to touch me tonight. I'm deciding I'm getting out of this negativity, negative attitude. For some of you, maybe you're just depressed by a spirit. You may have a demon sitting on you. Just weighing you down. You have a bad attitude. Come on, we don't need that. We need to put off the bad attitude, put on a garment of praise, and say, thank you, Lord, today's a great day. Come on, just close our eyes right now. Maybe just while we're just finishing here, that someone doesn't know Jesus yet. You know, the greatest thing you can do in your life is to come to Jesus Christ. He has a destiny for you. But listen, more than that, more than that, he came into this world to show us God is a good God. He came in this world to die on the cross to represent you so your sins and everything you've done wrong, the penalty and power of it could be broken. After three days, he was raised from the dead. And by this, God declared that sacrifice of the cross was acceptable. There is no other way a man can come near God or into his presence or even connect with God in an intimate way except through relationship with Jesus Christ. This is your night. You need to just say yes to the Lord. No more mucking around. No more wasting your life. No more frittering it around. Come near to God. Today I receive Jesus. Today I'm starting on my destiny walk with God.